Hello, welcome to episode, I believe, four of I Hope My Neighbors Don't Hear Me. Um, This one is not part of the dating series that I said I was going to do. This is just an off, one-off episode of talking and babbling and life updates, um, just releasing all my thoughts into the world because I've got a lot and I haven't done one in a while and I have a microphone, so I'm just going to do it. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Also, I haven't talked the entire day and I also want to give a heads up that this might include explicit language. Um, I use this podcast as I would be talking to a friend or a family member because I talk to my mom like this. It's okay. She's okay with it. So just a heads up and uh, stay tuned if you just feel like having a one-way conversation with me. (laughs) Thanks. So I'm just going to start by talking about this kind of like a quarantine update, how things are going now. I think the last one I recorded was the first episode. It's been a while. Um, Like I said, it's been a weird roller coaster of ups and downs. And right now I'm kind of at a down. (laughs) I'll admit it. Also, I haven't worked out in a while. So that's probably the reason. Also, it's been hot. So that's my excuse. And I don't think I have, like, a compelling enough, I don't, it's hard to find motivation, really. I mean, yeah, it's really difficult because I'm just so satisfied with everything else that I don't really feel the need to. But I know it'll make me happy. I've been running probably, like, twice, three times a week when I can, when it's not fucking hot as shit outside. But lately it's been pretty warm. I guess I can't really complain because we do get hot weather and that's a nice thing. But um, my rooftop gym is also outside, and um, I just got more furniture, so there's, I'm just reducing free space in my apartment every week. It just gets smaller and smaller, because I just want to build everything and, and add more furniture for whatever reason. Keeping me sane. So that's that. Kind of at a low point right now, which is why this podcast is helping and why I felt like I should record something today just so I could talk and get things off my chest and just kind of vent and release all tension. And and I really do feel great after I record one of these. I do feel so much better and lighter and my head just feels less cluttered and just getting things out there. I hate writing, so this is way easier for me. And I don't want to bother anybody that I know by calling them and talking straight at them for like 30 minutes, even though I do that to my brother. I'm so sorry, Alec. But um, quarantine update. Yeah, it's been pretty rough lately. Um, I have been going outdoors a little bit more like this past weekend, which was Memorial Day weekend. I was able to do so. And see a couple people who are taking diligent measures through this whole pandemic as am I. So still being safe and cautious. And and also I saw my brother um, a couple days ago as well, which was the best ever because he's one of those people that make me so fucking happy through everything. There's only a very few amount of people that I can tolerate for so long. I'm not saying I hate people. I'm just saying I like everybody, but there are only a couple that I'm willing to spend a long period of time with. Um, Just because I'm one to want to just 
be alone for most most of the time. I think I prefer that. Um, so that was really nice and needed. Uh, Monday didn't do shit. What did I do? Nope, didn't do anything. I drew a drawing. Yes, I drew a drawing. It was, um, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's Childish Gambino. One of my free, free, one of my first favorite rappers and one of the first rappers I've ever listened to. Um, thanks to my brother, Andrew, my biggest brother, who showed me Gambino, also introduced me to rap and a lot of my other, a lot of the other music that I love was from my brothers and I'm really grateful for that. But I think that'd be an interesting topic actually to talk about is drawing. Um, so segue here, not, I guess I'm going to move past the whole quarantine thing. Just know that it fucking sucks right now. <laughs> My head is just not happy. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I know how to fix that. It's just working out. I just got to get my ass up and, and run or something more, run more. I don't know. Go to my rooftop gym. I just ha like, I saw spiders there a couple weeks ago. Last time I was there and it kind of put me off. I'm not a spider girl. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to fix it. See, sometimes talking it out helps because I, I know these things. I just don't want to admit it. And then when I speak it, I'm like, okay, well, there's my answer. But we'll see. Also, I've been drinking <laughs> a lot of wine lately. So yesterday I drank a whole bottle. Oh, my goodness. It's insane. I need to quit that. Um, it does help a lot though especially when I'm just feeling super down obviously that's not healthy <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that to anybody but I know that we're all going through a tough time right now and I'm sure a lot of people find themselves drinking more wine or whatever it is that you enjoy so not gonna be too hard on myself as long as it'll make it a habit oh my god I keep getting into rabbit holes but okay drawing 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 um, this, okay, <laughs> so I've been drawing for as long as I can remember, um, and it is something that I got from my dad, and it's something that's really special to me because it's the one bond we really share and the thing that I, like, carried and threw from him because he wasn't really in my life. But he did pass that on to me, and I still continue to draw regardless of whether he was or was not around. When I was um, very little, like a toddler, I remember going to the garage, and my dad, my biological dad, <laughs> a lot of dads, he would, um, we would draw Courage the Cowardly Dog together while watching cartoons, you'd watch cartoons and draw the characters together. And I have like very clear memories of sitting on his lap on his workbench and he had a little TV in the garage cause he, that, that's basically where he spent 90% of his time. And we would just draw. It was Courage and it was SpongeBob, which is probably why I love SpongeBob so much and I love Courage, but SpongeBob is so special to me for so many reasons. I'm pretty sure I've talked about SpongeBob on this podcast before, and I promise you there's going to be more SpongeBob references. Um, but that's one of the first things I learned how to draw at a very early age, all thanks to my dad. And 
my drawing, the reason why it's so special, art and drawing and a love for visual things, it kind of has to do with my upbringing, which is really interesting. Now that I'm older, I can actually analyze it and look back. So that was when I was about one. Well, I wasn't fucking drawing at one, but um, I lived with him uh, up until I was four. And then I moved to New Jersey. So I'm not going to go into my whole life story. That's a whole different thing. That's a long one, and I don't have the time. But drawing definitely has a lot to do with it, and it ties into where I was at every step in my life. So when I was in New Jersey, I lived there for a couple years. I was five to nine, I believe. Um, I drew a lot there, too. And... Even as, like, a little kid, all I would draw, Powerpuff Girls, still would draw Spongebob constantly. Just, I was always drawing. For Christmas, I would ask for those uh, art kits, you know, the ones, the little briefcase with a set of colored pencils and crayons and watercolors and pastels. That's what I would get for Christmas. Also, I would always ask, like, for something art-related. I was just always, always creating something. And even in school, that was my favorite thing. Also, around this time is when I developed mutism. Now, that's <laughs> something I've also mentioned, is that I was mute for half my life. Something called selective mutism. And I don't understand, like, I don't know what triggered that because I was a kid. And obviously, like, I wasn't able to analyze that to the full extent. It just happened. When I moved to New Jersey, I couldn't talk people other than family I just shut down and I don't know what it was whether that be a change of environment losing my parents um, because I didn't live with them I just kind of and it's not like I lost them they're both alive and healthy and fine but um, I was four and then suddenly I didn't see my mom and dad anymore for five years <laughs> so you can almost imagine what that's like as a kid I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the logistics of the situation. Um, I just knew that they weren't there. And that's when I really, really, really focused on drawing as a way to express myself because I couldn't speak. So um, at school, during recess, lunchtime, whatever it was, I would just be where the crayons were and the paper all the other kids were playing. I was mute, couldn't speak, didn't talk to literally anybody, had no friends. Um, I would draw. Um, it's all I really had. And it's how I kind of showed my personality and expressed myself because I had no other way to do it. So I was mute up until I was 15 years old, just about. I mean, it was a slow progression to start talking. Um, to, I mean, at school mostly, but through those years, up until even now, like I use drawing and art and creating and building and stuff like that um, to express myself because I'm very bad at words, if you haven't noticed, which is funny because I have a freaking podcast, but um, I think it's really special. And honestly, I would not know what to do without drawing I wouldn't know what to do without art and it was oh my god I'm not gonna get emotional but I do have some very vivid memories of living in New Jersey being in elementary school and 
Um, so I was mute. I was treated like shit because for many reasons I was ugly. So there's that. Also, I was the only Asian kid or just kid that wasn't white in my entire like school district other than my relatives that went to the same school. And there was a lot of bullying there. Um, I was not treated nicely by the other kids. But I remember whenever we had art projects, I would always do like uh, Powerpuff Girl style eyes and like anime things. And, you know, in elementary school, how they all hang up everyone's art projects on the walls and everything. And they put them on strings and hang it around the classroom. Mine was always the best one. I shit you not. <laughs> it was always the best one. And not even a lie or flex. Like, seriously, I knew that, too. I was, like, friggin' six years old. I was like, damn. <laughs> the other kids could never. So that kind of gave me a sense of pride, and it made me feel like I was valued, even though I was, like, shit on by the entire school. Um, I knew that I could, like, that was my thing. And I carried that wherever I went. And I would just continue doing it because it made me feel like I was worth something. Um, even to this day, when I draw, it's mostly because... Oh, shit, what's that notification? <laughs> when I draw, it's typically when I'm not feeling the happiest. Because it, it reminds me that I'm capable of doing something that a lot of people aren't. And I'm not saying it's like, oh, I'm a better person. No, it just is like the one thing that it, it feels like home. It's the one thing that gives me comfort and it's the one thing I know that I'll always have unless my fucking arms fall off or whatever. Don't wanna jinx it. But even like that's basically how it began. Also, I was made fun of a lot, but um, they would always, like the other kids would always compliment my drawings. And that made me feel so good. <laughs> so I didn't speak, but they would be like, Alexis is so good. How did you do that? How did you do that? Or they would just like try to look at my drawings and copy the style. And uh, I was just like flattered. I remember as a kid, um, just any time there was like an art project, I knew that was my time to shine. And my fridge is making noise. I don't know if you can hear it, but um, it made me feel special. Um, it made me feel important and it made me feel valuable and that's why it's such a special thing to me and why I don't just draw whenever the fuck I want well kind of but I don't draw to just produce drawings I draw because it creates this whole, it's a whole process and it's a it creates like I don't know it's a whole emotional thing that I just don't I can't just turn on and off um, and it's very special. I mean, it, it, A, like, connected me with my dad, who I hadn't seen in, like, decades. Sorry, that's an exaggeration. I haven't even been alive for more than two. More than one, actually. <laughs> no, more than two. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, connected me with my dad, who, even though we hadn't spoken in so long, I knew that he was always drawing and I was drawing, and that's one thing I carried from him. Also, being mute, it helped me express myself. Also, <laughs> it gave me that like confidence that I couldn't get anywhere else, because I sure as hell wasn't gonna get it from my looks <laughs> as an ugly little child. Um, and then in high school, I'm just like kind of throwing out my whole drawing journey and my art journey. 
um, in high school is when it really took off because I was not mute anymore around like 15, so freshman year. And I thank my brother for that a lot because we were finally at the same school and we even had a class together. And since I could talk to him comfortably, other people saw that and then they kind of talked to me and they would talk to like the both of us and it opened that door. And then I eventually got comfortable talking to other people with my brother and then eventually he left and then I was able to carry on conversations on my own. Anyway, <laughs> why do I keep fucking getting distracted? But high school is when it took off um, just because I had more proper art classes in high school. I took art freshman year. That was super fun. And I don't know what it is, but like feeling or hearing nice things from other people really just that was a big <laughs> motivator for me to keep drawing, to be honest, because I never got that. Like, I did not know what a compliment was until I would draw something and then someone would compliment me. I'm like, oh, shit, that feels good. So I kept doing it. Also, it made me feel good to draw. Um, um, it, it's kind of like a safety blanket. I don't know. It's a weird thing. And also, I want to point out that I don't think I'm a great artist. I don't think I'm fucking Picasso. I don't think that I'm that talented. It's just something I can do and I have an eye for and I have the patience to be able to do. And sometimes people like it, sometimes they don't. It's mostly portraits. It's a very specific like area of, of art portraits, uh, realistic portraits. And I know that there are many artists that uh, went to school, like college and, you know, higher education for art specifically, for portraits and charcoal graphite drawing specifically, which is insane to me because I didn't do any of that. I literally just started drawing out of nowhere and just took a few AP art classes and it's just something I enjoy. I'm not a professional. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, if I'm being honest. I just do whatever process and um, method works for me. So I can't speak to the profession or I can't speak to different techniques and all the actual terms for anything. I'm just saying this is something that is special to me and this is why it is. Anyway, <laughs> boy, this episode is going to suck to listen to. <laughs> just rambling. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, my God. I get distracted so easily. Oh, yeah. High school, high school, high school. So I moved uh, to Vallejo. Uh, my neighbors could hear me. <laughs> I moved to Vallejo in middle of freshman year. And I was quiet and freaking out, as per usual. And, that's, and then I took a drawing class with my brother, Drew, there. Um, later in high school, I took an AP art class. I believe I was a... Uh, junior and I was so cool with our teacher Miss Goni shout out to you she's the best she's incredible we would just hang out all the time she would let me use all the art supplies in her room and do whatever I wanted to do and she would always give me an A even though I never did the actual project I just kind of got free reign of the classroom and everything and she loved me and it was great she's the best uh, I wish her the best I hope she's doing well 
her and her family. But that was when it really took off because I had the resources to experiment and that was super fun. Um, I also, I took AP art and then I took AP art again my senior year also as a TA for an art class. So you can only imagine that (laughs) I basically continued to do the same thing, which was none of the assignments and just whatever I wanted to do and use all the materials she had in her classroom. And that was the best. Um, And that's when it really took off. And that's when I really had like the time to focus on art because I hadn't started my career yet. I was obviously in high school. I hadn't started working yet either. So when I came home, I would paint and then at school I would draw and I always carried around a sketchbook with me and and I'm not like it sounds so intense but if you do remember me in high school I was literally always drawing um regardless of what class I was in I just had our class for the art supplies and then I would take my sketchbook to like my Spanish class and continue drawing there I just would draw constantly and I don't know I remember my pre-cal class um we would take notes and turn in our notebooks and my notebook was just filled with drawings and I would draw during the lessons. I was listening while drawing and I had to, like, that was the only way for me to wake up and, and stay focused was to be multitasking and, and drawing something while the lecture was going on. And it still is, but it's just more rude now <laughs> that I'm an adult. It's just like a weird thing to do it. And I can't obviously do that. Yeah in meetings, but that's just like my way, the way my brain processes things is just, I have to be drawing something at least at the time. And yeah, I don't even know where I'm going. That's basically my drawing story. Um, Nowadays, it doesn't come to me as often as it did before because I'm always tired and uninspired and just kind of like, I just feel just uh, just unmotivated to draw or do anything because, you know, I have to work and, you know, take care of myself and do adult things and responsibilities. And by the end of the day, I don't know how much time is left for um, hobbies. Not a lot. <laughs> Even during this quarantine, like, there, yes, there's a lot of downtime, um, but I use that to sleep or other self-care things, like just close my eyes and or just, you know, go for a run, which I should be doing more of. Sometimes I'll draw. Sometimes I'll draw. It's really when I'm feeling really low <laughs> because then I'm like, what am I even doing on this planet? Why am I here? I'm just taking up space. Uh, I have nothing to contribute. And then I draw and then I, I draw and it reminds me like, okay, like this is something I can do and people sometimes appreciate, and it makes me happy when I finish the drawing, because it's like, um, before the drawing and after the drawing, before the drawing, I was always like, I'm always in a really low point, and I don't think I'm capable of anything, or have any value, (laughs) and then after I look at it, I'm like, okay, I'm proud of this, and I did this, and that's incredible, and I'm really grateful that I have that ability, and I even keep my drawings up in my apartment just to look at them to remind myself, like, hey, you're not useless. (laughs) This is really sad, sorry. I do love myself, not gonna lie, I really do, Um, but drawing gives me a lot of that, like, value, and satisfaction and that I need and and I guess like validation 
from myself really in the world because people seem to think it's I, I do a decent job at it um I'm looking at my drawing right now I don't feel like doing it <laughs> I'm like 90% done I just have to do the fabric on uh, Gambino's clothing or I just have to do his clothing I hate drawing clothes I didn't get really into the nitty-gritty of drawing um, more like the story but charcoal and graphite is mostly what I do I've had experienced uh, I've I've dabbled in colored pencils and painting and pastels not good at it like I said I never took a proper art class so I don't know anything about color theory I don't know how colors work I could hardly see any colors to be honest like I might be colorblind I don't that's why it's really difficult for me because I don't understand tones like undertones and stuff like that so I feel like I would want to do that before I do more colored drawings but uh, charcoal black and white is always a safe space and it's where I feel the most confident I'm very bad at cartoon drawings or just animated drawings very 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 bad at it but one thing I am confident in I can draw Spongebob with my eyes closed. I could draw Spongebob, Squidward, Pat. I could draw the whole fucking crew, the whole fucking cast and crew with my eyes closed. That is something <laughs> I'm confident about. But as far as like other types of animation, can't do it. Really bad at drawing objects. It's mostly people. I don't know why, really don't. I just started like in middle school and high school when I really started or when I was really into drawing, I just ended up drawing a bunch of random shit and then realized that people was what I enjoyed the most and continued to just do that. Probably, I really want to get into painting. We'll see what that looks like. It's more expensive and time consuming because there's a lot of cleanup and I hate cleanup. So <laughs> very unlikely, but this is where I am now. Also, I don't do commissions, which I make very clear, and it's because there's always weird politics there. Um, also, like, I'm not a professional, so I don't feel like my art is something that I can put a price on. I don't feel like it's worth selling, but I know that I took time on it, so it's just a weird gray area where, like, I don't feel comfortable putting a price on the things I create. Um, I know a lot of people have been asking. I feel a little bit more comfortable like creating whatever I want to do and then maybe selling it if I'm willing to. Um, it, and it would probably be like a really um, streamlined sort of way of selling it. I don't know if that's the right word, but like if it's a portrait with one person, a hundred bucks, or if it's two people, 200 bucks. I don't even know if that makes any sense or if that's right. It just, it just makes like, it kind of evens things out. So I don't have to decide which drawing is more expensive because I don't know how to put value on anything. So that's why for the most part, also because I just have a bunch of requests and I don't want to have to choose one over the other based on like how close we are. Um, I hate saying no to people. That's my thing. I like I'm a people pleaser. I want to do everything for everyone. But if I were to open that door, I would have like 200 drawings in the queue and I wouldn't be able to get to any of them. And I would just end up disappointing everybody, which is, um, you know, I'd like to avoid that if possible. 
Okay, anyway, I think my neighbor can actually hear me, and it's time to log off this podcast. Thanks for listening. I think this is my longest one yet, mostly because I had no context. Till next time, I hope my neighbors don't hear me.